0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. It's been a while. Well, I shouldn't say it's been a while since I did a solo show a couple weeks ago. I feel like I've got a lot of interviews in the can and it's like I need to get them out. And today's episode is Cashflow Gurus and my first post on Medium. And I'm going to tell you Gurus is spelled G-O-O-R-O-O-S. And I will explain that in a minute. What I want to start with today, obviously, uh, is cash flow. And in in the last solo show that I recorded where I talked about what I would do different if I were starting my business today, you know, I talked about a lot of tangibles. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. And it was sort of the second time I'd done that. I did it, uh, you know, initially when I launched the podcast, it was like episode four, And then an episode, was it 90? I think it was 94. That's kind of funny. Um, Yeah, we're getting close to 100, guys. I'm going to do a blab, I decided to, by the way. So I will announce that ahead of time and invite everybody because it'd be super fun just to do episode 100. I want to do it like a party on blab. So that's what we're going to do. But um, the one thing I didn't really talk much about here's my brain for you, did I did I not talk about this, um, was cash flow. And I'm not talking about cash flow from the basic accounting side of things, because I think we all get that concept, right? But more about what you can do to keep cash flowing and why it should be your first priority, even before doing the things that you quote unquote want to do, right? And because it, this is a tough one for me, As you might have heard me say multiple times, you know, my motto is if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So here's a little perception shift for you, because the truth is earning money is fun (laughs) and creating cash flow in your business can fuel a whole bunch more fun as well as it allows you the freedom to pursue more of your passions. So here's where the gurus go wrong. And and I am going to credit and give a shout out to Ben Settle. BenSettle.com, I think, is his site. He has uh, a newsletter called Email Players that I just subscribed to. It is $97 a month, you guys. But if you are on my list, you'll notice I've been emailing more often. And the way I'm emailing is shifting as well. Like I would send out, oh, a newsletter. Here's a couple there's i'm having a lot of fun writing and getting into copy um and just testing this and i did say in the the previous episode that i think everyone should focus on copy uh just fundamentals of direct response marketing which is copy and writing and email marketing these things are really basic but in the space that we live in it's um you know there's so many different tactics and if you guys didn't listen to the Todd Brown interview I'd go back and listen to that also because he is a true direct response marketer and uh really clarified things for me when we were we were discussing things because there's a difference between tactics and strategies right like Facebook advertising is a tactic there are certain strategies like copywriting customer service maybe you know there's all these different strategies that stand the test of time right so understanding those, then you can take them and apply them to different tactics, if that makes sense. But okay, so let's go back to the gurus. And the point is, because Ben Settle writes guru like that all the time, G-O-O-R-O-O. And what I love about that is it totally shifts the way the word guru feels, right? Because there's something G-U-R-U, the way it should be spelled. It's like, oh, a guru. And this is like, no, they're not. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's just something I, – I love making up words and doing a spin on words and and removing the feeling sometimes when you can play with words, if that makes sense. So that's what I love about that. And so it demystifies – that's maybe the word I was looking for um, – and, and removes that level of importance, right? And I'm not saying I go around saying – so my guru said, right, or this guru said this, but we we all get that. And the funny thing is, because I'm like, do gurus actually call themselves gurus? Unless they're like a true guru in the sense of, you know, uh, a master in India or whatnot, because they that's a whole different story. Anyways, I digress. Um, but, you know, having been in this business for a while now, I've seen a boatload of product launches, uh, huge courses, and and high-end masterminds. And I have invested in one all of those things at a different time, right? But what you don't see very often is the one thing that will help you get closer to being able to invest in those things, right? And because that's it if you can create consistent cash flow in your business, then you can make better decisions about investing in those things. And my process, um not process, but my perspective <laughs> has definitely shifted On all of those things. And I think that there is a time and a place for all of those. But too often, and it's funny because I just got a newsletter from Ryan Lee. And he was talking about this where he had a, I I think he spoke at like a local chamber of commerce meeting or something where he lives, which I think is in Connecticut. And was talking to a woman he'd connected with, and and she does. She's got a health business, and and she had done the same thing. Like spent fifteen thousand on a mastermind, goes to the live event, gets pitched somebody else's five thousand dollar course. Then, but if you really want the meat, here's our thirty thousand dollar course, and all those things. But you know, not every just because you can sell someone into that doesn't really mean they should be there, right? And so the thing is it's not super sexy and most people don't want to focus on what they need, right? Like what would really solve their problems? They focus on what they want and gurus and marketers alike know this. And again, this is not, um, I'm not saying they don't have a right to do that and do it well. And that doesn't mean that because there's a, um, a high cost attached to something that there isn't value. So that I'm not saying that either, but what I am saying is that there needs to be this fundamental, you know, like, almost like a qualifying process, right? Instead of what happens is there's this who this is for, who this is not for. Been there, done that, trust me, I've used it in, in marketing and whatnot. Um but it tends to play more on the psychology piece of you shouldn't do this if you're not an action taker, if you're not committed, if you're not serious Instead set of, you shouldn't do this unless you have this much traffic to your site, you already have a product, you you have money to invest in paid traffic on top of the training. You know what I'm saying? Like those pieces. <laughs> Nobody does that. And again, this is kind of where the magic really starts to happen because if you can give someone what they want while solving the problem of what they need, it's a win-win, right? But here is what I wished I had grasped early on. Get the cash flow set up first Then pursue the fun stuff, the passion projects, whatever you want. I'm not saying I would have listened to that. I know myself pretty well, Um, just stubborn. However, you know, having come full circle from you know, like I I've said before too. I don't. At some point, I'll stop qualifying that I've said something before, and you guys will just roll with the fact that I can be redundant. Um, But. Last year was amazing. I had some great experiences. It was, you know, one of the highest. It it was the highest income year I've had. Had some big sales. Had some amazing adventures, and it wore me the bucket out. The thing is, you know, we can't really get clear on what we really want unless we do those things, right? Like, it's fascinating to be on the other side of this now, and and I've learned when I started doing the uh, the podcasting, right? Like, not hosting, but helping people with podcasting. So when I started doing that, like there is no way I would have come up with that offer had I not had a podcast, right? I don't know, that sounds really obvious. But what about I remember specifically when all of this started to fall into play is I was driving up to spend the day with a friend and we were kind of doing this mastermind together, our own, and we were coming with this big digital offering, right? Like, hey, we'll redo every like website podcast all the stuff and it was like then I kind of backed out of that and I was like I would because because we could put a high price ticket on it right and it just hit me that I was like I want to just do podcasting I want to do a podcast offer I want to do that whatever and even that's changed you guys because now I'm like you know what I want to do just a course on podcasting low barrier of entry I mean everything out there for podcasting outside of a book is you know 100 bucks a month for a year, or there's so much information. And anyways, that's a whole other conversation. My point (laughs) is that it was only through the doing that I got clear, right? And so that is part of the process. But if, if you're listening to this, and you don't have a consistent, steady stream, whether it's recurring or or you know that you average, say, X amount of sales, or you know y- if you don't have that consistent cash flow, please take this to heart because I can guarantee you it's going to make everything else that much more enjoyable. It's really hard to step back and say to yourself, okay, take this podcast course, right? I have cash flow coming in because of other things I'm implementing now. And I've always had... I don't want to say always, but you know it's it's been pretty consistent the cash flow. At the same time, I can tell you hands down that I've not been diligent about selling and marketing the the stuff that I do. Right, a lot of people go to the site and they're like, "Well, how do I work with me?" <laughs> um, all of that is is in the process of being changed right now. But the point is that the thought of doing this podcast course is appealing to me. One because I'm already doing it with our done for you clients, right? So I've got a ton of the collateral training, whatnot done. So it 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 means doing a couple of their videos and whatever, you know, so and putting it all together in a succinct way for somebody that wants to do this. And so that's easy. However, I wouldn't, I, I've created a course before thinking, wow, this is going to bring this is a great course, it's going to bring this in. But you have to have that long term strategy behind that. And it's really disheartening to do something, to launch it, to put it out there, you sell a couple, and then you're like, what the hell? I spent all this time and energy because you're not getting paid, right? And that's why a lot of people teach, p- get paid to create the course. Um, And that has to be something that either works for you or doesn't. I feel better having the content done ahead of time personally, but that doesn't mean no judgment either way, but just know yourself, know what works. But you see what I mean? Like, The thought of of taking however long it's gonna take you to create a course or put that together, not knowing actually what it's gonna do in the long run, it's like here goes all this time and energy that you're not getting paid for, that then you're hoping it's gonna pay off, like that's stressful. And all of a sudden there is this weight of needing to profit from something that you were doing from a place of value and integrity and wanting to solve a problem. Does that make sense? But you know when the money obstacles are removed and meaning you can cover all your expenses and still have the quality of life you want then you are in a completely different mental space to produce the things that are going to make your heart sing and it's 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 vitally important that you be more than anything you hear people talk about mindset so much of it sounds so ambiguous or like i'm a little obsessed right now with this like changing beliefs right because truly at the end of the day a belief is simply a thought that you think over and over and over. I did not originate that thought right there, but I listened to enough, read enough of this stuff. And it's true that that's all a belief is. So where I've got some of my own beliefs that I want to shift, you know, it's, it's kind of, I definitely become a dog with a bone and whether it's reading or meditating or visualize, whatever works for you, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. But I can guarantee you that the mental space from which you do your work is going to have an impact on how it's put out to the world and how people respond to it. Um, Okay. But before I I do want to talk to you about the gurus (laughs) and where I'm going with that, but let's, let's talk a little bit about what you can do to get the cash flowing. Okay. And I'm going to be a little firm here, but just trust that it's coming from the right place. Okay. If you hear yourself or in your head, you know, catch yourself Coming up with, yeah, but reasons why you can't do this you you don't uh, don't have the time for this, or you won't take the steps to get the cash flow in your business. You know, it's BS. I'm just going to tell you that right now because I have been there and I have done that, and you can absolutely get these things going. You know, I get that there are a lot of different types of business models out there. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you are a local spa, a an insurance agent a digital agency, a virtual assistant. I don't, it does not matter. There's one of these cash flow streams that you're going to be able to set up and, and get running. Now I'm going to bullet point them first and then we'll go through them. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now that all of these things take time, energy, and effort, right? There is no overnight riches, get rich. Get rich, get rich quick. I, I like to combine words too. Um, none of that is happening here, but just remember, you know, like I remember thinking this when I went back and finished my degree. I don't know if, if you guys, if I'd shared that with you, um, I had literally like a year of school left. And so in 2010, I, I finished my degree for myself. And I remember it. I have a psychology degree, you guys. Do I wish I'd gotten some sort of marketing? Yeah, whatever. But I simply, that wasn't even what I was studying originally, but I wanted to finish. I wanted to finish for myself. The degree is sitting in my office, but that's all right. Um, My point is that that time was going to pass whether I did it or not. So keep in mind with your business that if something feels like it's going to take longer than you think, the time is going to pass whether you do it or not. And in a year from now, will you be glad you did it? Okay, tangent aside. So let's talk about some cash flow opportunities. Affiliate marketing, CPA marketing, there are membership and continuity programs, client retainers, whether it's maintenance, hosting, um, support, no matter what your niche is, obviously, maintenance and hosting is, is website specific. Um, but there are all kinds of retainer packages you can put on for your clients. And I'm going to talk to you about one thing that I'm stepping into as somebody to test uh, product sales your own obviously freelancing. And then there are niche sites like with PLR products. Okay. So let's talk about uh, affiliate marketing first. And I have a friend who used to, we would talk about this and, and they would be coming from this place of, yeah, but you know, I need, I need to do something to generate cash. And I can tell you right now, (laughs) whether or not you have these beliefs about energy, okay. Which are mine. This stuff is fact. It's kind of you know, and I won't go all sideways and esoteric on you. But the point is, when you do something, and this is I have proof of this in my life. When you do something to bring in the money, it's just it's not going to work. When you do something to solve a problem and come from a place of value and connection, you might make mistakes. You might start something. You might stop it, but just do it with do it honestly. It's that easy. But anyways, my friend would say, yeah, but you know, I would say. Try this for affiliate marketing or whatever. And yeah, but the money doesn't come in for at least 30 days. Well, yeah, but 30 days from now, won't that make a difference? This idea that you that you can go out there and here's the thing. You can go send an email and make money today. If you have an audience, an engaged list, and you're selling something of value, this whole push button, you know, email marketing money. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but yes, that is true. But what about the work that you have to do before then, right? You've been doing the work. So if you don't have any of those things in place and maybe, maybe all your work right now is coming in through referrals or client work and all of my client work comes in through referrals and whatnot. Like again, on my website, do I, have I thought about putting a portfolio up again? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with all that, but that kind of runs itself. But I do know that I have to step these things up. So again, you know, and I'm going to tell you because a lot of people have this perspective, I think, of affiliate marketing as being smarmy or um, uh, cheesy and it takes away. Like I've started putting sidebars back on my site. I'm like, no, you know, if I'm going to take the time to write a 1500 word post and put three videos in it? Do I want to make, yes, that's how I'm getting paid for my time and energy. I love doing this, you guys, but I need to get paid too. So I'm over the whole no sidebars and um, I'm totally ranting now, but I'm over that. Like this is a business. I need to make a profit. Okay. And it's very, I'm not, I'm going to leave that alone. I was going to make a super snarky comment, but I'm going to leave it alone. My point, I'm telling you, I start to cringe a bit when I think about the amount of affiliate income that I've left on the table over the past eight years. Take perfect example, right? Pat Flynn, great guy, provides a ton of value. Okay. Pat and I started at the same time. It kind of makes me, ugh. Our Launched our business 2008. And the thing is, Pat gets what, 60 grand a month or something recurring revenue from Bluehost. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and do hosting, but could I have had some hosting tutorials up like, dialed in, start to finish on my site for, eight, yes, it it makes sense, right? That is a total, and but instead I was afraid to seem like hypey or like I was pushing or, oh my God. And it's like, no, I'm <laughs> all over that, you guys. And again, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop providing value. My point though is don't decide that a couple links in one post are all you need to do. Recommend the stuff you use. Create training. Create products. You know, like I finally, let's, here's a great one. And it happened accidentally. This is truly what has, has shifted a lot of this for me. Uh, but Thrive, I am a huge fan of the Thrive content builder and the Thrive leads. Um, I still use Genesis themes. I've, it, it's, I just don't, <laughs> it's easier for me, right? And I love them. So that's not knocking the Thrive themes, by the way, <clears throat> but I remember. The night that I found the Thrive Content Builder, it was do gosh, twenty thirteen. I don't know. It was a while ago, twenty fourteen, maybe. But I was like, holy moly, right? Like this is totally a game changer for my audience because again, I while I know that there are a lot of people listening to this that have a similar business to me where they do websites and stuff. Like hardcore devs, I don't think are, are my audience, right? So. And that's a whole other argument for front end builders and WordPress visual editors and whatnot. But I knew it was a game changer the second I saw it. And all I did was create um, a couple posts with, with videos and stuff. And all of a sudden I'm getting these commissions for Thrive. Well, I hit over $1,000 in a month. And you got how, if, if you, so you probably heard the interview with Shane of Thrive Themes here. Um, which I'd love to do a follow-up with them because the guy is brilliant and I'm telling you they convert. These guys are great marketers. They know their, their product inside and out and they pay attention to conversions. And so you could learn a ton simply by subscribing to the thrive blog. Okay. Subscribe to their newsletters, pay attention to their videos, watch what they're doing. They're constantly testing conversions. Their stuff works. But this kind of happened accidentally. So what do you think this is going to look like for me now moving forward? So if you go to my site, you'll see on any posts that I'm talking about Thrive Leads or Thrive Content Builder, which I need to do an updated one on the visual editor. Um, but if you look at those posts, you'll see that I have links within the post. And then I have a little side, bottom right kind of slide in that says, hey, check out Thrive Leads. And what I need to do now is do tracking to see which one of those are converting, uh, which I'm using a great tool called Click Magic, and then at the end of those posts, I also have a hey if you want to do you know so there's a few different places within those posts that that I have done video tutorials and shown someone how to do something, and it's like hey here you go right so now I'm also testing what I will be doing. <clears throat> there are and I can't I have two tools. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what either of them are called. So that's super awesome. One is designer with two R's on the end. That's a JVZoo product. I don't think it's for sale right now. It was beta. Um, and then the other one for the life of me was an AppSumo deal. But what you can do is you pull your post and it creates a beautiful looking PDF, right? You can pull it from the URL. You can copy and paste. So I will do a post on that. So what do you think that's going to look like if I take all of my Thrive posts because I can embed a video. Um, If I take all those, put those in a PDF, what kind of lead gen do you think I can do with that? Because also, drumroll, I have a Thrive course. And it's low-end, guys, but it's how to set up your Thrive opt-in funnel from start to finish. I've got three-page templates. I've got the email copy. I've got a bonus template. There's five videos. And it's just like, this is how you do this, right? To get up your first opt-in funnel with Thrive. So all of that, you guys, got. I'm still talking about affiliate marketing, huh? Um, but you see my point? Pick something. Pick something you use. Pick something you love. If you are in the content space at all, there has to be something that you can talk about, share, recommend. And then, because I was horrible about doing this too, you need to make sure that you schedule and share and promote your own content consistently on your social channels. So that's affiliate marketing. CPA marketing. I've talked about this. It's cost per acquisition or cost per action. Uh, it's a whole other world. Uh, to the point, you guys, I seriously am like, I kind of want to start another podcast and share the journey of stepping into this because it's fascinating to me. It's it's literally. A world that's bigger than internet marketing, in my opinion. I had no idea so much existed. It's media biting, it's advertising. It includes affiliate marketing, but it's a, it's kind of a different thing. The thing with CPA marketing is you do need some cash to get into it just because you're paying for traffic. Um, but I'm testing this right now. And like yesterday, I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, well, that was $77 that I made before. Not my product, not my website. It's fascinating, you guys. It really is fascinating. Just know that there's a huge learning curve, and it's kind of this underground world where you are definitely, besides paying to play, and I don't even mean a mentorship because there are people out there that do that too. There's forums. There's one called Stack That Money. That I know that sounds funny, but holy moly, the content, the content alone, I'm I'm just fascinating, fascinating. I'm fascinating fascinated by this world. This is what happens. Uh, I guess when I record a podcast before I've had all my coffee, it's early in the morning. So CPA marketing is definitely something that you can, you can test. It's worth it. I am in this for the long haul. Um, and I don't know where it's going. Okay. So then let's talk about, uh, membership and continuity programs. I sort of did this beta launch for the just show up community. Then I've gone through some personal stuff. What do I want to do with it? I've gotten clear on it, but this is something you have to to set up and decide how can you show up? What can you provide? What's something consistent you can do? And I think for the most part, people try to over deliver, which is great, but that can set you up for failure too. So if you're looking at a membership and continuity program, um, do a beta test, that's what members and see how it feels. And then you can kind of step back. So I've got some work to do in that area and we'll share that in another um, uh, episode, like a whole thing on it, but just know that there are so many ways you can do this. You don't even have to do it under your own brand. If you want, you can do it on an edge site. And and I can talk about that when we get to that, um, client retainers. So maintenance and hosting, I know I mentioned that one. Um, I do not like doing website maintenance for people, <laughs> so I don't really offer it. Um, I hate doing hosting because then I become tech support and that is never why I got into this business. Uh, but you can actually find partnerships too, right? So what would that look like if you found somebody, and I, I know for everybody listening, if you're not in this you know, website space, but hear my heart on this. If there is something that, um, let's say, hmm, hold on. Okay, well, let's say you're an insurance agent and I don't know why I'm picking that, but let's say you're an insurance agent and you have a great... Web team that supports your business, or you have a virtual assistant or social media or a digital agency, like, why not create a recurring piece of their fee Like, for every referral, right? You know, referrals don't have to be just a one time thing. You could say, look, instead of giving me this upfront, I want 50 bucks a month out of this package that you sign this client to. So, there's a lot of ways you can do that. But again, at the same time, look at hosting as, as, You don't have to be the host, but you can refer hosting. That's recurring revenue. You know, Thrive has monthly recurring revenue. I mean, what is this going to look like as I start testing these different methods, like for becoming one of their key affiliates? Same thing with ClickFunnels. I use ClickFunnels and they do some amazing support. So it's like, okay, let's step this up. Let's play and test this stuff here. But I would pick one or two things that are recurring. And I know this was on client retainers, but I would pick one or two things that you could focus on. Obviously product sales, you know, I don't have products up for sale on the site. They are in Kajabi. Um, I still have the WordPress Genesis for beginners. So I need to look at how I'm going to do this in terms of creating a shop page, right? I have a resources page on the site that I'm going to do a video on because I used the Thrive Content Builder to make it look like a store, but they're all um, affiliate products that I use, right? So tools, Um, but product sales... You have to remember not only to have it on your site, novel idea. Um, and like I'll have this thrive course on there soon, but the having them on your site and then emailing people. And by the way, if you haven't set up your opt-in funnel, check out this, right? So simple PS, a simple, you have to put it in front of people. Like the last email I sent out, I don't, I don't know. It was like less than 500 opens. That's a minimal piece of my list, right? So it's like you have you have to keep putting things in front of people, but your own product sales, what does that look like? If that, you know, freelancing, do you have relationships that you can reach out to go to Upwork, whatever, if you're looking for cash flow, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can create that freelancing or as an example. So today, and I don't know if I've got the bandwidth for this, but I saw that WPMU dev is looking for paid bloggers. And I was like, huh, All right. So I, you know, do I want to do this? Do, do I want to contribute? It's tough because I think that, you know, the guest blogging stuff is, it's something you have to look at from the perspective of, I'm not saying I can't use the traffic. We can all use more traffic all the time. But if I'm going to (laughs) go to the extent, like I, I wrote a guest post for WP elevation, went for like a year once a month. And while it was great. And I think it put me in front of people, I don't know that it put me in front of my customer. So if you're going to do freelancing, you want to be where your customers are. So even paid writing, as an example, is it more beneficial for you to create some epic content on your own site versus I I don't know, you know, you have to decide where you have the bandwidth. But there are a lot of opportunities with freelancing that, that you can do, you can probably reach out to different types of agencies and stuff and say, Hey, do you need any support, whatever. So again, freelancing, is probably my least favorite <laughs> for cash flow opportunities. There's something that feels so chasing the money with that to me. I'm not sure. Okay, and then last, niche sites and PLR products. So I'm gonna share this journey on this site with you guys. I have a new site up. It's called juicinggoodness.com. You can look at it. There's still, you know, lorem ipsum text on there. The site's gorgeous, by the way. But I'm a juicer and I love juicing. Um I've done a 14 day juice only. Um, I'd love to do 60 days and we're working our way up there either way. I knew if I wanted to do a niche site that it needed to be something that I was interested in. So what I'm doing is I have a Facebook page that I'm just driving some likes to right now and I need to, you know, not need to, I've started, you know, posting more often. I did sign up with Buzz Sumo, which another company I should have on the podcast because you can pull content, you can see what's viral, you can see what's working, all of that kind of stuff. Um, So I'm using the Facebook page to kind of build the community. I'll be driving them back to the website. It will be monetized through content, through affiliate, through CPA, through email offers. Um, You know, I've got some PLR that we're rewriting. I've got some infographics that we're redoing. So that type of stuff. But again, it takes time and work, you guys. It takes time and work. Um, But this is a niche. So let's say, you know, I watched a friend and I had him on the podcast. You guys know Trey Llewellyn. Um, he's, he's doing like 300,000 a month in recurring revenue in these niche sites, right. And these membership sites that he built all starting with a Facebook fan page, then TeeSpring t-shirts. So you, and and he did all that. And it's funny because I look at his sites and I'm like, I would love to take over if, well, I, I wouldn't, but like, how many, how much is getting missed on the content and website side of things, but they know how to drive traffic. They make offers, they do upsells, downs, all that stuff, right? It works. So you can absolutely do a niche site and marketing, uh, from that perspective. But, but again, do all of these take time? Absolutely. You know, you're not going to do this, um, and have money tomorrow. Just remember though, (laughs) you know, There will be a tomorrow where you do have the money from the energy and effort you put in. I mean, it's no different. It is no different. You know what I didn't put in here um, is I should have put coaching. If you do any coaching or mentoring, you know, setting those up where you've got, you know, say a three month program, whether it's a group, and I'll add this to the post, but whether it's a group or you know one on one, you know. Sorry if you can hear the dogs barking. Um, but what doesn't matter, but you can spread those payments out. And there's something nice about knowing, okay, well, you've got you know, a few people, it's a it's a larger retainer, but you've spread it out. And I've done that. I do that with websites all the time. I am happy to spread out payments. I love cash flow. I love cash flow. And so if you can break it down, is it nice to get those big chunks totally? But knowing you have X amount of recurring revenue or revenue coming in. Helps you sleep at night and helps you drive more of the other stuff, right? So I, again, I just, when I think about how much money I've left on the table over the last eight years, it's like a, way of a right? Um, and I just didn't, it, it was that old tired story of not wanting to offend anyone or seem cheesy because I was promoting affiliate offers. What the bucket. So over that. All of this can be chalked up to perception, right? And it's your perception of what you think other people are going to be thinking about you. But at the end of the day, you know, most people are too busy thinking about themselves to worry about what they're doing. So anyways, we're going to move on. Hopefully that helps you guys. And I don't know if you want to talk about this. It's funny. Every time I I say, reach out, let's have a conversation. Nobody takes, I don't know. People like me up on it. I got a great email from Kirk and I apologize, Kirk. I don't have your last name in front of me. Um, and he's like, well, you know, if you even get this. And I was like, I totally get when people respond to my emails, when they reach out. I love it. I love it. Hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right. So we're going to move on to gurus. Remember, we're spelling this G-O-O-R-O-O-S uh, just because it's fun. So the second I saw Ben Settle write that, As soon as I, I should say, as soon as I read that the first time, I was totally hooked with Ben Settle and I loved it because again, and it's not that I have this love-hate relationship around the whole guru thing online. Um, It just completely puts things into perspective for me, right? And again, here's that whole piece on perspective. But what seems to be missing, again, from a lot of the gurus out there, (laughs) I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of saying that or writing that like that, is again, that they're teaching a specific tactic. Tactic easy for me to say, uh, which is all fine and well. Every business has a certain need for tactics at times. Um, but I think that let's go back to the fact that you should have some fundamentals in place and running in your business. Like when I think about, <laughs> I was overwhelmed when I started stepping into Facebook ads, what, three, four years ago, um, maybe three years ago. And I had been doing this for a while, right? Like, I understand internet marketing, all this, like, I get it. But can you imagine how overwhelming some of that would be if you just got a website up and you were new to internet marketing or whatever? It's like, yikes. I mean, should you, could you follow a course on getting your ad set up? You absolutely could. You know, if it's done well, there's no, I think, and and you've got a desire for it, you can follow those processes. But you guys remember the story where I told you the first time I installed WordPress? Like I had to go get my neighbor. I'm a, what is the root folder? What the hell is a root folder, right? Which WordPress for dummies was really not helpful. (laughs) Pictures, please. Anyways, um, here are some things. These are the pieces of the puzzle you should have in place before you decide to invest in a Facebook ads course. First of all, your offer, is it dialed? Meaning your funnel, right? Do you have your offer? the sequence of people go up and through the offer, whatever, all of your email sequences put into place, like is your product, the deliverables, is that done on the other side? What kind of support for the product? Do you understand conversions? What's the payment processing going to be? Upsells, downsells? Do you have that done, right? There's There's no point in investing in Facebook advertising. And because here's the thing, you have to know the person selling that Are they going to help you with that piece? So where I have raved often, um, and we'll do it again, uh, about Jason Hornung, is because he went through my funnel. They helped me with copy. He said, this is what you're not telling people because Jason has a really solid grasp on direct response marketing. He's a guy that really got me to dig into advertising and understand what... That looks like and what has stood the test of time over whatever, you know, 50 plus years. But at what point do you you have to decide, like, do I have the fundamentals locked down? You know, or which fundamentals do I need to have locked down before you try implementing a current tactic? Like, if you're not active on Facebook, is, is Facebook ads maybe something you should do? And I know I keep picking stuff, right? Or here's a great one. I invested in Nathan Chan's uh, Instagram Domination. I haven't finished the course, but I did it because I was already on Instagram and I was having some fun with it. Um, And I connect Instagram to Facebook and Twitter. And it was because when he was launching, I watched the video and I implemented what he taught in the first video, right? And then had to go back and comment in the launch, like, oh my God, I just did this. And this is the results I got. I cannot believe this This has been eight sec, whatever. And then he included my little comment, right? In day two, which was totally good for my ego and I got even more excited. But the whole thing is I saw that it worked because I knew I could implement it, right? Like I could follow the video and implement this tactic that he was showing and and I got a result. It would have been a little disheartening, had I done that, well, I don't know if it would have been disheartening, but do you see this? It was easy for me to say, I'm going to invest in a an Instagram course, which is a tactic. I'm going to invest in this because I, I'm already on all these platforms. I have some engagement. I have an audience and I can implement. Like, I don't have to try to understand what he's teaching because I get it. Uh, the one guru that I subscribe to that seems to have a much better grasp on all of this is Ramit Sethi of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Somebody else I should have on the podcast. Is somebody taking notes for me about this? I should be taking <laughs> notes. I want to have them, them, them. Um, but I, I haven't bought any of Rameet's products yet. Um, but I read his content and emails religiously and take note of this. I want you guys to think about this is you never know when your subscriber will be ready to become a customer. And where I was talking about Ben Settle, I must have subscribed to Ben for at least a year and then I'd unsubscribe. And then I subscribed again as I started diving into copy, because it was like, well, I'm not going to get this email players, whatever, email players, whatever, newsletter. Hi. Was that a tricky word to think of? <laughs> oh, I think it might be a three coffee day today after this. Um, But I I watched what he was doing, and I liked how he was doing it. And so then I was like, I'm implementing this. I knew that I was ready to take action. I was paying attention to his emails and it was outstanding, you know, but Ramit does an amazing job of being super direct, maybe a little harsh at times, but he's always on point. He creates massive value. Um, and, and so, and I, he, and it's not this be transparent and authentic, which I say that so snarkily, how's that for made board? Um, and I just think that, People want to be transparent and authentic. It's like, isn't that, I I don't know. I'm going to way overthink this. We're going to just turn the page on that. But again, I would recommend following Ramit as well. Subscribe, follow what he does. um, And, See, I don't know. He might be a little harsh for you, but, but my point. He, he does a very good job of this because I want to say that it's one of his courses that you can't take if you have credit card debt. He's very adamant. He's got a book too. I will teach you to be rich. And he's, he's very adamant that do these things first. You shouldn't be here if you haven't done this. He's not like interested in selling everybody into his courses. And it's interesting because the gurus, um, you know, they're not going to tell you that you should make sure your business has X, Y, and Z in place before implementing or buying their course. They don't. And really, I mean, they should, and not that they should. That's your job, right? But would you trust somebody more? And this is just a question. I don't have the answer for this. Would you trust somebody more if they said, look, if you don't even have a product ready, you're not ready for this course. Because you're going to put too much pressure on yourself. You're going to feel like you wasted money. I want you to get the most out of this. I'll, you know, the course will open again or I'll have this for sale later, whatever that looks like. If you, but if you say to someone, you know, don't buy this, here's a great thing. Like I bought the email players newsletter because of what I had been already doing and what I had been paying attention to and knowing that I hit this point in my business and in my life where I was like, look, if I'm not going to sell myself, nobody else is. It is time to kick up the marketing, right? I can create content all day long, but that's not going to pay the bills all the time. Um, you know, but the gurus aren't going to tell you that. And, you know, and you might learn, you know, like me, you might have to learn that lesson the hard way. Hopefully you don't. But here's the other thing is that one of the easiest things that anyone getting started can simply do is pay attention like I said, before I signed up for Ben's email player's newsletter, I subscribed to his emails and read them for about a year. It was because I was focusing on fundamentals again. I'm like, why am I paying for this active campaign, which I love finally. And I think I'm staying there. Um, but why pay for this if it's just going to start collecting names and emails and dust, right? Are people going to unsubscribe Yep. I unsubscribe. It's funny. Flip it, right? Here, talk about perception. I unsubscribe from stuff all the time and not so, and I'm never doing it from a place of like, I am so sick and tired of these people, right? It's like, I need to clean up my email or I'm not doing this right now. So whatever. It's, it's all good. Um, but here's what I think you need to do is find the gurus that you resonate with subscribe to them and watch what they do. And I'll tell you what, the gurus that don't send out consistent content and don't, uh, engage, I just, they're they're just selling those. I, I, I I may or may not unsubscribe, but I am certainly not going to do things the way they're doing it. So six of one, um, because sometimes I will like to just subscribe see the next thing they're selling, watch what they're selling, watch how they're doing it, pay attention to the videos. Um, you can learn so much by paying attention to this stuff. And I'm telling you, if you want to get one person, Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels, the guy is amazing at marketing. If you just study what they do from a while they're marketing a product, a course, a continuity, whatever it is, they know what they're doing and they're constantly testing stuff. So don't, approach these things from the place of people just trying to sell you like friggin' study them. There's a lot to learn from these guys. Um, And really like, I don't care what space you're in, right? Find the people in your space who you see as doing something right. Don't copy what they do, but pay attention and test, right? I've got this post in draft mode um, and I should have opened the site, but it's something to do about, you know, testing isn't just about, split testing. It isn't just about different headlines. Testing is about seeing what works for you and how it feels for you in your business. Just remember though, that, you know, for the most part, you're not seeing the whole picture of, of someone's business online. What you're seeing is what they let you see. So don't, don't get frustrated. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge them because you're seeing a small little piece. Um, but, but really just, you have to listen to your gut there are so many times I could go back and say, I knew Mm, something felt off, right? All right. Last but not least, and this is going to be kind of quick because I didn't realize I got so chatty today. Um, I wrote my first post on medium. I (laughs) have to tell you, love the platform. And I, so as I've been going through this transition really this year, sort of where I'm going, what I'm doing, um, there have been times where I just wanted to be me like, you know, just Kim Doyle, not the WordPress chick, not the business owner whatever, you know, you just get that feeling. And, and I have started the more you, I'm going to tell you guys this too. If, if you enjoy writing and all, or you like creating content, the more you do it, obviously the better you're going to get at it, but you start seeing the payoff in terms of how you feel, or it spurs an idea or it spurs a connection. Um, it just, it, it opens doors. That's my two cents on that, um, but I just really wanted to share what was on my mind. And even though this post related to my business, it was really more about the way I was feeling. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed writing on Medium. Um, and again, I have I have fallen in love with writing the last few years, and have finally decided another dremble. Uh, I'm going to write a book. So I've started that process. Hopefully, and the it's going to come out this year. I'm not. This is not going to be some. Long project. Um, but I'm excited about that. But what was cool about Medium, and I know that there's a distraction free writing mode in WordPress, um, but WordPress is about readers. uh, Excuse me. Medium is about readers, not SEO and headlines and, and sidebars and opt ins and stuff. I just wanted to write and it's, it's kind of like a front end editor, but it's talk about distraction free writing. It is just writing. Um, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. It was freeing. Um, I just, I had a a ton of fun writing it. The post I wrote is called why, why busy isn't a badge of honor. It's bullshit. And the link is, uh, the link is in the show notes or you could just go to medium and search my name. You'll find it. And I got some great engagement. I got, you know, hearts, which is what, when people recommend it, I got comments. And of course, what I need to do now is queue it back up and share it socially again next week, which I will do with CoSchedule, my absolute most favorite tool. Um, But I loved it. And what was interesting is that, so I wrote the post and then I shared it socially through CoSchedule. And a friend of mine asked, you know, oh, how is Medium going to fit into your digital strategy or marketing plan? I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea if it will, if I want it to, (laughs) if I care. (laughs) I just did it for myself. You know, it's, um, I don't, I don't know what the plan is other than I will be writing more posts on medium. I've I've started doing a little bit of research in terms of how it can fit into what you're doing online. Um, but isn't that funny that like, when did we stop doing things simply because we enjoy them? I talk about this in the post and I really, like I said, had a ton of fun writing it, but it's interesting that the things that we love are come really easy to us It's like all of a sudden they don't, they don't count as much because we didn't get there through, you know, hard work and blood, sweat and tears. It's like, nah. So, so I don't know. I really don't know. It's interesting. I've seen people. Um, I was talking to a friend this morning and I was saying, you know, do you know, do you know much about this? And I said, it's interesting because I've seen like Gary Vee. I I was, I, I get, you get this like daily digest from medium. When you start subscribing or following certain people, you'll get like, Hey, here's what happened on medium yesterday. And again, you guys, this is, it's just content. It's, it's very easy to read on medium too. And at the end of Gary Vee's post, it said, this was originally published on my site, blah, blah. And I was like, huh? So on one hand, medium is not, you're not, I don't think you're going to get, there's no SEO element to that per se, but if you've written something good and you want to get it in front of a new audience, is that how you do it? I don't know. I, I really don't know what this means or what it looks like. uh she shared a couple articles with me, one by buffer and one somewhere else um, about medium and what it looks like. But if you'd like to write, I head on over to medium. Uh, but you can definitely check out the post on medium. Again, it's why busy isn't a badge of honor. It's bullshit. And go from there. As always guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, okay. Wow. Well, down. Thanks for bearing with the, uh, the coffee pauses and (laughs) the noise, depending on my editor, you'll see what makes it or what doesn't. Uh, But if you feel inclined, I would love a review in iTunes as always. Um, Have a fabulous day, you guys, and just trust yourselves. Go with what feels right for you. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and, and perception. Yeah. Food for thought, isn't it? Someone is in a pensive, pondering mood today, aren't we? <laughs> uh, last, oh, I should say last, uh, stay tuned. I will be announcing uh, the date of the 100th episode on Blab. I should like get balloons, huh? Would that be fun? Like sitting in my office, doing my live stream, got some balloons. <laughs> Happy 100th to me. Anyways, you guys are awesome. I love you tons. Have a fabulous day and I will catch you next time.